Hello and welcome to episode four of Invasion of the Podcasters. Thank you for joining us. I hope we find you well. Um, This is Graham. Um, Each week I'm going to be looking at free-to-air media, um, so terrestrial TV, free-to-air subscription streaming. Also along with me we've got Scott. I'll hand you over. Scott here. Hello guys. Welcome to podcast number four. Um, The resident specialist, as it were, in the mainstream streaming sites, i.e. Amazon Prime and Netflix. I will, of course, touch on other things if there's something I really want to talk about. And I've also got Simon as well. Hello, guys. Simon here. Uh, I'm going to be a specialist in some of the more obscure streaming services. At the moment, I've got Mubi and I have Shudder as well. Uh, but I'll also be trying to dip my toe into something called buynwr.com in the future, which is going to be fairly controversial, I think. But uh, a little bit of a coming soon there for you. You little tease. Um, Also, with every episode, we like to start off with a bit of news of things that have come to our attention. Um, So I'll hand over, first of all, to Scott, who you've picked up on something uh, uh, COVID-19 related recently. Yes, so I've uh, I've heard just on the the radio today that Jurassic World Dominion, uh, the latest installment in that saga, uh, is going to be resuming filming um, in the coming weeks. Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard will be coming over to the UK um, and they will be isolating for 14 days, which is the um, requisite isolation period for anyone entering the country. And subsequently, they will be commencing work on Dominion. And that film is scheduled to be released in June next year, uh, which we have considered to be uh maybe a bit opt- optimistic um because that's obviously <laughs> I think a so. quick turnaround for uh what's going to be quite presumably quite a, a effect heavy potentially quite long film um so the important thing about this of course is what could follow in the other films will be resuming shooting as well so um this is obviously a new world in terms of how um productions are going to operate um, but it will be interesting to see what's next uh, to uh, resume filming and this is the first film to resume filming in the UK so it's uh, this is the precedent that's been set and uh, also we've had the news just uh, this week that uh, tennis uh, Chris Nolan's latest that's being put back uh, further to the end of July uh, just while they iron out the creases of uh, mass audiences at cinemas and so forth um, and then you've got the knock-on effect of what news of The Matrix, Wonder Woman, and still uh, no release in sight of uh, Black Widow as yet. So um, very interesting times to see what's going to happen of when we do end up going back to the cinemas. And although our remit is looking at the streaming sides and what you can see on TV at the moment, we're all itching to get back and see these big films at the cinema as well. Um, but the big thing as well for this week's episode is, as of last week, we mentioned um, about comfort movies. And it's been... a big sort of area that everyone now is just looking for some simple uh, enjoyment uh, to get out of being locked down and in the house so much and um, so we've asked for you guys to come forward to us with some ideas of what your suggestions are for your ultimate comfort movies um, so first off I'll go over to Simon who's got some of the responses that we've uh, had from some of you listeners out there yeah we went international this week as well guys mm-hmm. so thank you very much for that um, yeah the the volume of response to this very simple question has been absolutely fantastic and you've all been very enthusiastic about it. So um, 
We'll start with a couple of uh, responses from Belgium. Uh, we've got Stanislas, who's a big fan of Scream, Mean Girls, Almost Famous, and Bridesmaids. Some nice choices there. Uh, we've got Eveline, also from Belgium. Uh, she actually sent a little review. She says, uh, for me, clueless, definitely. But that movie has a very special meaning to me. It has almost become a running joke uh, with my friends. But when I'm down, I also like to watch La La Land because that film makes me believe in my dreams. Again, just lifts my spirits. Agreed on that point. Uh, Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird are also films that make me feel good because they somehow get life. And I think you're a fan of uh, Timothée Chalamet by looking at that review there. Um, <laughs> from France, we've got Lucy. Uh, Juno, she says. Uh, <laughs> I'm just reading this now. It says, uh, I just like Ellen Page and seeing her as a pregnant teen is funny. It's not that deep here. Uh, we've got Antonis from Greece, who is a big fan of 500 Days of Summer. Uh, from Lithuania, we've got Indra, who's a big fan of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's definitely one of my comfort films as well. Uh, and we also have uh, Jack, who's local to us, but he is a second time caller. Um, he says The Princess Bride. That's always a good comfort movie. The story's purpose is actually for the betterment of a sick child, so it definitely falls into the comfort movie category, I'd say. Yeah, my sentiments exactly, because I'll come now on to my section where I'm going to go cover some of my areas of comfort movies. So as well, the whole purpose of this podcast is to try to pick out things that we see on the schedules that are coming up for you guys out there to watch as well. Um, so I've looked at some things that are available and coming up uh, this week. Um, one of my comfort movies is The Fantastic With Nail and I, and uh, that is on all four. Um, for the, the day that we record this, which is uh, Monday the 15th of June, um, as of today, it's still available on all four for a further 14, uh, so for 15 days. So if you haven't seen it before, make sure you get it watched. Um, it's one of these films that rewards on repeat viewing, the quotes, the lines. And one of the really interesting things to tie off on this as well is that Richard E. Grant at the moment, if you follow him on Twitter, he's been reciting all of his iconic lines um, during lockdown so it's just a gold mine of him reciting just brilliant lines and I've had a many enjoyable time re re seeing through what he's been coming up with um, another um, comfort movie coming up as well this weekend is uh, Back to the Future obviously Michael J Fox absolute classic um, film four um, Sunday the 21st on at 11 uh, o'clock in the morning um, what can you say? It's just uh, such a nostalgic. I've seen it a million times and I'll probably see it a million more. Um, but it's just one of those films where you've seen it so often and you can still find things to enjoy out of it. Even though, as a little personal aside, I do think Back to the Future 2 is a greater film. And I know lots of people actually deride Ooh. the second one. But I, I don't know. I just prefer the second one because you've got hoverboards, you've got flying cars. And it also revisits everything that's good about the first one as well. So what's not to love, but controversial there. Um, another one as well that's out there for you guys to watch is Labyrinth, that David Bowie, absolute classic. Um, don't look too closely at his uh, tightly packed trousers, but just enjoy the music and Jim Henson's puppetry work. Um, that's on uh, Sony Movies channel, uh, which I know I mentioned Sony Movies in the last podcast. Uh, the classic channel is fantastic. The movies one is a bit intermittent and the action channel is totally terrible. But the movies is pulling up Trump's there with showing Labyrinth, which is on this Saturday, the 20th at 2.55 in the afternoon. 
And then finally, just to echo uh, Jack's sentiments, my personal favourite of any comfort movie is Princess Bride. Um, although it's not coming up on TV or on any streaming services available, I just had to sort of echo his sentiments there. That it's an absolute classic. Quotable lines, repeat viewing is rewarded. So yeah, well worth checking out if you've never seen before. Um, and then also we've got responses from further afield and from other channels, as you're aware, we probably have uh, our Facebook, we've got our Instagram, we've got our Twitter social channels. So I'll hand over now to Scott to give you some of the responses that we've had on those. Yeah, so I'll give you the lowdown on what we've received on Twitter and Instagram. Um, from Max, we have uh, a rather on the face of an odd choice in The Beyond by Lucio Fulci from 1981. Uh, and his uh, epic comment is the unbeatable comfort of melting flesh. <laughs> I'm actually going to pick up on that later, to be honest, because I totally get where he's coming from. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great comment from Max there. And we also have Alex on, on Twitter who mentions the burbs. Not the first mention of that today, actually. Um, and Alex says, perfectly encapsulates everything great about 80s filmmaking in 90 minutes. The cast, the camera work, soundtrack, Hanks in his comedy pomp, spooky comedy action genre, just always a comfort and nostalgic watch that takes me right back. And we also have LL Schmo on Twitter. Big fans of 2001 in my house which, of course, I talked about last week. Uh, even contrary teenager appreciates it. Really brings the family together. Indeed. And uh, over on Instagram, we have Ian O, who says, who has a few choices, which are Top Gun, Fight Club, Beetlejuice, Batman. And he makes clear the proper ones with Michael Keaton, not George Clooney and the infamous Batnipples. He also has Cursed. Pulp Fiction, which I would wholeheartedly agree with. Man of Steel and anything Marvel. I think that about covers it. And that is a good cover on it. It's a, a good uh, variety there from Ian. So that summarises Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much. And uh, we've also now got, uh, Simon, you've got your areas within your remit of uh, more of your niche type streaming services of uh, comfort movies that you found within there to highlight. Yeah, well, my uh, streaming services have been quite an odd one. Uh, in a way, because Shudder is mainly horror-based. Most of them are discomfort movies, to be honest. Coincidentally, what Max said uh, with The Beyond, The Beyond is actually on there. It's not the only Fulci movie on there as well. There is actually a, a whole host of Fulci movies on Shudder now, uh, particularly because I think what seems to have happened is uh, Shudder UK has gotten all of Shudder US's uh, catalogue as well. So there is a huge amount of uh, different sort of horror uh, thriller sort of films on there at the moment. Never a better time to get Shudder. Um, so, like I said, The Beyond is on there. Uh, we also have one of my personal favourite comfort movies as well. It's Mandy with Nicolas Cage and Andrea Riseborough. Um, if you haven't seen Mandy, just check it out. I mean, no matter what you think of Nicolas Cage, it's just one of those performances that he just sort of goes full tilt into. Uh, on paper, it is a very bleak film about uh, grief and rage and revenge. Uh, but it's also a film that you can just sink into because the catharsis, when it comes, is just so incredibly satisfying. The film is bringing these constantly new ways of uh, destroying the disgusting bad guys uh, that have wronged our hero. And it's just such a great movie. Uh, 
one of my a bit of my criteria for uh, a comfort movie is just something that I can completely sink into and I think more and more nowadays a lot of that is coming from horror horror is just one of those genres that completely uh, envelops you uh, a good horror movie does that anyway uh, Mandy is absolutely uh, one of those uh, one thing I also wanted to give a shout out to on Shudder uh, was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, which is another one of those films that people find surprisingly relaxing. I often think about uh, John Carpenter when he first saw that. He said he slept like a baby afterwards and it pacified his soul. Uh, I've never tried to sleep straight after watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I might have to try that now. <laughs> it's a yeah, good bit of catharsis, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, one actually genuinely nice film that I found on Shudder, though, is uh, a Japanese movie called... One Cut of the Dead. Have you guys seen this yet? Oh, is that on Shudder? I desperately want to see that. It's out on Blu-ray, but it's quite expensive because it's a bit niche, so I'm definitely looking out to see it somehow. Well, I think Third Window Films did a limited edition of it, so that did kind of hike the price up a little bit as well, but they do have a standard edition out at the minute, so mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's really uh, worth getting as well. But if you do just want to watch it once, I'd totally recommend checking it out on Shudder. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it because you begin to give the game away as soon as you say why it's satisfying but just stick with it stick with it until at least halfway through and if you're not buying it by then then there's probably no hope for you but uh, do check out One Cut of the Dead genuinely one of the most uh, lovely heartwarming films uh, almost about filmmaking as well uh, going back to uh, Scott's point at the beginning of of those different ways that we've got to adapt to making a film in One Cut of the Dead is absolutely about that. Um, movie was a little bit better uh, for comfort films, I've got to say. Uh, actually, something that they've got on now is uh, Lenny Abramson's Frank, uh, which is a very warm-hearted film uh, about depression and suicide. Uh, it's actually sort of based on uh, the British comedy creation Frank Sidebottom, uh, you might have seen him with his sort of big head, big sort of, is it polystyrene? No. Yeah, polystyrene, papier-mâché, that's it. Yeah. Big papier-mâché head, yeah. Um, but in this sort of version of it, he's American, uh, and he runs a band called the Surin Prefibs. <laughs> Try saying that when you're drunk. Um, and it's it's just a really sort of laid-back, kind of melancholy comedy. Uh, you should absolutely uh, uh, check that one out. Yeah. And the, uh, the story of that as well is partly inspired by the life of uh, Daniel Johnston as well, who uh, untimely passed away last year. Um, he was a sort of uh, a musician who like deemed highly talented and influential amongst the sort of cult music scene. Uh, but he'd been diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, so he really struggled. Um, but uh, the Frank, so it has that sort of Frank side bottom element as well as Daniel Johnston. And there's a fantastic documentary, The Devil and Daniel Johnston, to check out as well about uh, specifically on his life story, well worth watching. Yeah, that'd be a good double bill, that. Mm -hmm. um, also, down in the depths of movie library, uh, we have Patterson uh, by Jim Jarmusch, which is uh, one of the most lovely films of the past decade, I think. Uh, it follows Adam Driver as a bus driver. Uh, he's a poet as well, and it basically just follows him uh, a week in his life, just dealing with sort of day-to-day -day issues in his neighbourhood, going through his daily routine, just trying to find happiness, really. 
it's it's a really nice movie about listening to people and sort of assimilating that into your art not in a kind of creepy plagiaristic way but uh, more just in being in tune with the world around you and I think when we do eventually manage to get back to normality that is a film about just living in normality and just being in the moment and it's a really nice film so I'd absolutely recommend Patterson fantastic and so as well as obviously our recommendations uh, we've been having some great responses to the shout outs for ideas uh, from last week's show um, i'm going to now cover what uh, comments we've had back from uh, facebook uh, so to start with the uh, second shout out we've had for the burbs from sean um, also we've had ian um, who's recommended the sting and zulu so both long uh, sunday afternoon films i would say but very worth your time <laughs> Um, we've also had John, uh, who suggested uh, the um, airplane. Surely he can't be serious. And also for the French Connection, one of my personal favourites, Gene Hackman, absolute legend. Um, also, we've had a suggestion from Vicky with The Departed. Um, she's wrote uh, something about bad people and a number of headshots. Also, Very cathartic. Yep. <laughs> and also the fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. It's all about the balance, which, yep, agreed. Also, we've had one from Kirsty uh, with... Uh, Hello, Mother. <laughs> uh, that's from Roman Holiday, a timeless classic, and a tear in your eye at the end. Aubrey Hepburn makes a beautiful princess, and uh, I'm pretty sure she actually had her haircut uh, short uh, on the film uh, for the part of... Uh, constrained i'm terrible at reading anyway the rebellious princess and uh, who doesn't love uh, gregory peck yeah absolutely rhetorical question yeah agreed also we've had another response here from uh, darren hello dad <laughs> uh, yeah no relations i told ourselves or scott but something there for you simon um, and he suggested uh, national lampoon's uh, vacation uh, christmas vacation um well national lampoon's vacation and also the christmas vacation is that a sort of family trope that you guys have the griswolds yeah absolutely <laughs> you don't want to see what we get up to on holiday <laughs> and uh, also we've had a suggestion here from james uh, the go-to comfort film for james is uh, mean streets uh, scorsese um, another scorsese comfort film very interesting um there you go also we've had one here from ryan uh, who is uh, Sunshine on Leith, um, a bit of uh, Proclaimers there for a bit of cheering him up, never fails to cheer him up. Um, also, as a bit of a footballing fan by the looks of it, uh, mention of Goal, The Dream Begins, cinematic excellence oh, in his on. words. The film that denies the existence of uh, Sunderland Football Club. Never a bad thing. Um, and also we've had a suggestion... We're going to be having words, me and you. Ah, oh, stick in your red and white corner, you. And also we've had a suggestion from Ryan, who said the 2001 um, Muppets movie. Um, yep, very good. 2011. Oh, 2011, sorry. That's at Space, uh, Space Odyssey still in my brain from last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, as good as 2011 one is, you can't beat the originals. Um, but then also we've got Peter Hot Fuzz, always makes me laugh, absolutely guaranteed. Yep. Um, we've also had a suggestion from George for the holiday, as it's just nice. Can't argue with that. Uh, Caroline has mentioned When Harry Met Sally Yep, absolute classic Absolute zinger lines in that And the performances are spot on uh, Mulan as well from Caroline suggested um, Also from uh, Bethany A close friend of the show Who's actually did our wonderful artwork For our social media posts and so forth Under the name Art of Shrewman uh, She suggested uh, Atlantis The Lost a uh, Empire Which uh, I've got to be honest I haven't actually seen yet Is that Disney? <gasps> 
It is Disney, yeah. Wow. It was one of the sort of foremost movies of my childhood, actually, but I haven't seen it in since I was a kid. I don't think so. Maybe I should go back and see that one again. I'll have to actually watch it to start with because I've never seen it. Uh, I think I have it on that uh, ancient relic called VHS. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> now, talk to me when you get a laser disc out. <laughs> or Betamax if you want to go into the uh, the franchise wars. Um, <laughs> Uh, also as well, because that's the last of the roundups for your guys' comments, so a big thank you from all of us. Uh, really blown away by the responses from you guys, so we look to do something similar in the future when we find a good topic uh, to get you guys uh, chipping in with. Due to space radiation, unruly internet connections, and general hot air, this episode of Invasion of the Podcasters has been bisected. Tune in this weekend for the second part.